Alrighty, welcome back to the Future of NFT podcast, the most efficient and realist podcast in the NFT world. I'm your host, Jared. Today, Shane from Dynamic 3.0 comes on. This episode, guys, I'm telling you this right now. I- I'd never lie to you. This episode is fucking funny. I was playing this. I was playing this shit back with my girlfriend in the car. Like I, I was, we were geeking. I was literally fucking geeking. This shit is funny. Again, it's super insightful, right? You'll, you're gonna learn for sure. But it's just a fun episode all around. So again, I'm super excited for y'all to listen to this. Let's get straight into it. Awesome. Alrighty, well, I guess we can just go ahead and get started. So today we have Mr. Shane Salinitri from Dynamic 3.0. He is the chief marketing officer. Dynamic 3.0 is a Web3 strategy company that builds, innovates, and analyzes emerging Web3 projects to create a more accessible future. Mr. Shane, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jared. It's um, real exciting to be here. I'm a fan of the show and excited to talk a little NFTs today. Awesome, man. I appreciate that. Alrighty, so Shane, before we get started, I have to just do a, a just a little deep dive on you. So, how did you get up to this point? Like, how, how did it even all start for you? Yeah, that's a great question. And um, yeah, I'll try not to ramble here because <laughs> I could do that with this one. So, um, yeah, a couple of years ago, um, early on in the pandemic, I was into the stock market and doing that stuff, doing a lot of option trading, and um, naturally the progression led me into crypto. And then I'm a big sport guy that led me into NFTs hmm. um, because of NBA Top Shot. Like many people, they um, came into this industry through NBA Top Shot. And um, then I, the door opened and I just saw just the world, <laughs> the world of Web3 open up to me. And um, yes, yeah, since then, I just really dove dove in headfirst and yeah i got hooked like so many of us <laughs> so so are you so like specifically marketing like how how did you even get into that like were, were you just like at 18 19 years old just like always like you just knew you wanted to do marketing or how did that even start yeah that's so it's actually interesting so i actually got into this through the world of media so when i was in high school i started doing some acting stuff and um, was doing like on camera, like acting, hosting, just a mix of everything. Um, with doing that, I ended up getting into the world of media, um, got really interested in doing the work behind the camera. So went to college, uh, went to film school. Through that, became a producer, was producing short film, uh, feature films, commercials, really dove into the commercial side of things. Um, then towards the end of college and right after college, I was just full blown directing and producing um, TV spots. So I um, was doing things for all different types of companies. Um, right off the bat, I, I was able to produce some commercials for some pretty like national brands, which was really cool. And then just the way that the whole media landscape was going, I ended up producing a lot of stuff that was geared strictly for digital marketing campaigns. Hmm. So during this time I opened up, um, a media production company. Most of the stuff we were producing was for digital marketing campaigns. So naturally the company expanded. We added the digital marketing wing, um, added our, my partners there and just worked into the whole marketing industry. Yeah. So that's pretty much how I got to that marketing point. It's 
probably different than how most people enter that. But from like the minute I, I pretty much like directed my first commercial, I was like, yeah, I'm, I, I love the whole marketing aspect of this. I'm just like, just in general. Yeah. And yeah. That, that's pretty much how I got there. So once the whole web three thing came in into play, it was just a natural fit because I noticed right away that there was a need there uh-huh. um, with all these products and, We'll go into how it was in the early days of Web3 with marketing. Yep. But yeah, I saw the fit and I dove in. That's that's super interesting. So now now I'm just super curious. So you're you're making these films or you're you're like like directing these films. So Yeah, so it was mostly commercials that I was directing. Commercials. Okay, so I'm curious, like during that time, was it like did like consumer psychology kind of like pique your interest and like kind of make go made you go down like a rabbit hole? Like, cause I know that that's how it is for me. Like I, I'm just super, I love like just psychology of like maybe in that, in that, that commercial, like just getting someone's attention or, or just something like that. Like, I don't know if, if that resonates with you. Yeah. I mean, I was more so on the comedy side of things. So Ooh, okay. I was really focused on trying to, I don't want to say get a laugh, but I, the thing that I really liked about that commercial industry was I was making content that people normally want to skip. Mm. And I was trying to flip that narrative where I I wanted to make commercials that people were like, Oh, I want to watch that again. I'm looking forward to seeing that. And obviously you're not going to change the world doing that because most commercials are wildly boring. (laughs) But I was like, I was really looking at that side of it to turn, take a medium that people normally hate and make it entertaining and add a fun factor to it. But uh, of course the um, consumer, when you're getting into like dealing with these corporate clients, there has to be some thought there when you're looking at the audience personas and, and all of that stuff and really analyzing who, who you're going after. And I mean, a lot of times how free I want to be, sometimes you just can put in the leash when you're dealing with these corporate clients. A hundred percent. That's, that's awesome. So now let me ask you, so, going from a web two to web three, like specifically talking about like marketing and brand building, like what's, what is the change in in like specifically marketing and brand building again, going from a web two to web three? Yeah. And, um, that, that's a good question. I'll, I'll really talk on the, on the paid digital side of things. And for anyone that doesn't know, paid digital is running Facebook ads, Instagram ads, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of that. Cause that's, that's in my opinion, a side that web three, really hasn't been able to fully dive into and i've said dive into like eight times already (laughs) the paid digital hasn't really taken off in the world of web3 and there's a couple reasons for that so obviously the the way social networks and like social media the capabilities that you have within marketing with retargeting and building your audiences and working into the marketing funnels. Like it is a technology that is really, really amazing. And it, it has helped businesses. And I mean, people have really taken advantage of it and that, that's the world of web two. Mm. So web three, a lot of projects and a lot of businesses, web three businesses felt that they could, they could implement the same type of strategy. And there is a day when I believe those Web2 paid digital marketing strategies will fully work in the world of Web3. But right now, it is it just didn't translate the same. And there's a couple of reasons why that's happened. 
um, the biggest one is the connotation that NFTs have right now in the world. That's true. Um, I'm sure. First, what? How do you feel? Uh, well, I mean, you're in the Web three space, so based on a lot of people that you speak with, and just like in your everyday life, what do you get? Is like the the general vibe people have with NFTs. So when I even just mention the word, like I always talk about this, literally everybody around me would just say, oh, NFTs. Yeah, it's like Bitcoin. And I'm just like, yep. uh, OK, well, not really. But I mean, I understand like where they kind of just are kind of classifying it all together. It is definitely way different. There's all these different alleys and stuff. But for me, that's that's basically it. everyone's just like, yep, it's bullshit. That's it. Like it, it, there's very few people that I can actually talk to and actually have a, a conversation about the whole thing. Uh, but that's that's where I'm at with it. It's and I, I go through it all the time because I, I like my family, like anyone's family, like, oh, what are you doing these days? Like <laughs> and my whole life I've been I, I work on all different things. So like working in the media space, people are naturally like they ask and I'm like, yeah, I'm, in, I'm working with in the world of Web3 now. And they're like, oh, what's that? And like I, when the minute I say NFT, <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> like, my grandma's like, oh, you're scamming people. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like grandma <laughs> but that's that's what people think and yeah it's it's a shame because the non-fungible token technology will change the world yep. and there's going to be a learning curve there and the i mean the reason everyone hates it and the reason people don't know what it is is the same reason why a lot of us in this everyone thinks it's digital art yep. no one knows about utility and I try to, like, the first time someone told me about it, they were like, um, you could have this piece of, you could have a piece of art. And you like, it's a JPEG, but you own. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It didn't really hit until I was like, wait, so it's like a digital certificate of authenticity. Yep. And it, it's essentially a serial number. You're owning a serial number. And it's registered somewhere that Shane Salonitri owns this serial number. Yep. The art is just, it's just something that makes it look nice. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. That's, it's, it's so crazy. Like, cause again, for me, when it first came, when NFTs first came across my radar, it was like, yeah, this is fucking bullshit. Like, but again, that's just like knowing five, that's like five minutes of like not even doing any studying anything. I'm just like, this is like bullshit. Right. Then yep. you start understanding like, oh shit, wait, wait, no, this is actually gonna be used for business. Like, and then you, you, you take like a more broader stance like oh shit no the world is obviously going way more digital this will be a thing digital collectibles people of course will want to own shit digitally even though right now it sounds like it, i think that's to me i think that's the hardest part to explain it's like they just a lot of people still can't get past the the uh, aspect of like why would i want to own something digitally i think to, that's just what i see it's just a common thread that i see yeah listen to this so there's this is a, a reference that i heard that really resonated it was I forget who it was, the band, and they were pretty much explaining, like, they mentioned it to their their audience that they were going to do NFTs. Uh -huh. Instantly came with negative backlash. Yep. Because people heard the word NFT. <laughs> yep. If the band came out and said from the beginning, hey, we're going to do this membership program. If you're a member, mm. you are going to get, when you come to our shows, you cut the line. You get the first three rows of the of the show are reserved for membership holders. Yep. You get twenty percent off our our souvenirs, and then hey, every now and then we're gonna just right into your wallet. 
And then yep. the fans will eventually say, be like, oh, but how are you going to do all that? Yeah, we're using a technology called non-fungible tokens. Yep. <laughs> it will be it would be a hit because yeah, you're selling a membership. When that's, people hear NFT, they just they don't their ears shut and they just close their mind. That's that's I, I'm honestly so glad that you just said that. I literally I just I don't even know how I haven't even thought about that. Like that is literally the best way to explain it. So where you, again, you're not even saying NFT. You're like I don't know people again. They have that this that bad like association. So again, just explaining it first what it can actually provide the utility right before explaining nft or digital currency or bitcoin or any of this stuff like because again those terms seem to like throw people off so this is like a perfect way to explain it exactly and i'll be honest i i've grown to really dislike the art side of nfts Hmm. and i like i know i'm probably in the minority there but the reason I do is because I, I think that's a big reason that people did get this bad connotation with it because they think that's all it is. They think 100%. it's just digital art. If, <laughs> but it, it's like a catch-22 because none of us, if things didn't really like Nifty Gateway and the digital highlights with Top Shot, all of that blowing up um, towards like the end of the pandemic is the reason why a lot of people even got into this industry. So it is a catch-22 with me saying, I don't like it because it is why we're here, but it's at the same time the reason that people only think that's what it is. It, that's it's that's so crazy. I would agree because again, like the Board Ape Yacht Club, right? Like they they came in and they really got a lot of the attention because then now you have people saying, "What the fuck? Why are people buying these monkeys for X amount?" Right? But then to mm-hmm. the same extent, they think that's fucking all it's about, and it's just like no, like you know what I'm saying. So I, I understand that 100. percent It's like it's almost like screwing us over like we got eyeballs and stuff right to people it's like they can be enlightened to like see what's going on but then again it's like still like they think that's what it is it's just a, a two hundred thousand dollar picture of, of a monkey or just expensive pictures and it's just like no 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 mm-hmm. like so <laughs> i don't know i see that the the price of the the board apes the crypto punks like yep. with the projects that are like what we consider a tier with no utility because they were the first ones out here Yep. And of course, like now utility is being added, but it's not like in your face utility. It's more so utility around the community and stuff like that with yep. how it was at NFT NYC and the other side metaverse and all that. Like I'm not, I'm not bashing board eight, board eight at all, but it is so mainstream. And that really is just like a hype driven yep. project that celebrities are a part of. Yep. Everyone automatically thinks it's just, a really expensive picture and honestly that's what board ape is it's a really expensive picture that gets you into a community <laughs> yep yep no that, that that's that's true I, I definitely agree so now let me ask you shane so let's just say there's like a mom and pop shop let's listen to this podcast right now like how do they integrate nfts i mean that's a great question there's a lot of ways um you could turn a lot of a lot of um shops already do loyalty reward programs you can do with something like that um you can do with I talked about a little bit earlier, the member turning into a membership yep. program. Yep. Do you, and this is I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head. I've never heard that question before. <laughs> just in case, just in case I'm about to spit out an <laughs> idea. I just wanna just wanna lay that out there that this is all off the dome <laughs> right now. Um so maybe it could be a membership and pretty much if we, there's two ways you can go. So it's a brand new it's a brand new store that's just going to be opening up. They let's say they don't have any money. They say they need a hundred thousand dollars to open up this store. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have no clue what type of store this is. Let's say it's a shoe store. Yep. They can maybe put on NFT and say, okay, this NFT is going to give you a small percentage of ownership of this store. Mm. You don't own any equity. We could keep that away from it, but the NFT is going to fund the business. And then in doing so, if you own the NFT every quarter, you're going to get, let's say 15% of the revenue that the store makes. Mm. So that's one way a brand new, maybe a brand new store could do that. But I guess if it's already a pre-established, a pre-established mom and pop local business. Yep. A loyalty reward program, I think, would be great where it's like if you own the NFT, you come in, you show your wallet, you verify that is your ownership. Yep. And then maybe you do get on whatever you're buying right then, 15% off. Um, yep. I mean, we can get into it a little more in depth where every time you make a purchase, maybe your NFT morphs a little bit. That's what they call a dynamic NFT. Hmm. And that's when we get into the the weeds of it where it's basically as you your nft as more things happen to it and it's like i guess use more you could physically change it on the blockchain where it is maybe it's maybe the it's if it's a character it's becomes gold or something like that yep um i I don't know i'm just no 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 no, that's that's i love that like that's that's perfect like again like like you said again even if it's 15 percent off or like hey at every three months you get to get you get to see our exclusive i'm thinking about like a furniture store right now it just randomly just popped in my head like a furniture you get to see our exclusive like the new furniture that's going to come in on this truck and it's you know what i'm saying whatever you get first dibs at this or, or just whatever like just the exclusivity is is just awesome to me um so, there was, so go ahead. there's actually a place by me a bar um that there's a company near me that um, i'm unconnected with them through which I never would have guessed in a million years, like people from the media production world, that would be like a, a thing coming into the space, but a production company that I'm connected with, they um, are doing NFTs for a local bar around here. And it's, it's a really cool bar. It's um, like Tiki themed, all outdoors. And they're doing, it's kind of like a membership loyalty reward program. And if you own their NFT, you get, um, it's private cabanas that you owe, that are only for the entire summer, only for, the NFT members. Mm. And um, then I believe you get your first free drink every time you come in. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm so And on. you skip <laughs> the line. Yeah. It's it. Um, And then here on long Island, I'm on long Island. So oh, okay. here, especially in the summer, the drink is called the rocket fuel. Have you ever, mm. have you ever heard of those? I've never heard of that. It is magic in a cup. It is mm. pretty much Amaretto um, pina colada and then 151. And it goes in that order. And mm. it it doesn't even matter if you like pina coladas or not. It, it tastes like a vanilla milkshake. Mm, okay. And, yeah. um, they're here, wildly like, expensive, just, though. I'm trying to like, just... It's like $25 for one of them. Oh, I don't know why. Okay. But they're, um, they're very good. So if you if you have this NFT, definitely use it to get a rocket fuel because that's like the best bang for your buck. <laughs> that's, so just get the NFT just for the drink. That's worth it enough. I mean, yeah. that's, 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 that's awesome. So we we're we're on open right? we're looking at all these different marketplaces we see projects coming out daily right so what like when you look at a project right you're scrolling like what makes you say like wow like they they really knocked this one out of the park like they they did this right so i mean the first step into vetting a project so i'll go to open and i look at every single thing that i could i'll go to their discord 
deep dive there. Go to their socials. Of course, you want to check if their following is real, um, if they, they're getting engagement, what the community is like. It's always good in their Discord, going to their general chat and just seeing what people are talking about. Maybe you hang out for a day, just see the vibe of the whole community. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm a big utility guy. Mm-hmm. The art is great. Yep. And I mean, that's just a bonus, but it could literally be a picture of a stick. And I'll be like, okay, whatever. What's the utility like? What are we working with? So I'll I'll look at the utility and really look at that with their roadmap and see where do I see this being one year from now? Where do I see it being two years from now? Five years, 10. And how, how is their model shaped when it comes to the financial aspect of it? We're seeing right now a lot of projects that sold out a year ago. Yep. When things were hot, you yep. could literally mint a picture of a seagull and <laughs> it is going to sell out. It didn't really matter what it was. That's so and true. They had strong communities, really, and still have strong communities to this day. But the people that were creating these projects, it was like just like a couple of kids in a basement. <laughs> they don't know how to run a business. And yep. we're seeing the funds are drying up and these communities are dying. Yep. And it, so, I mean, that's like one project that recently happened to, um, let me think, should I say their name? <laughs> okay. So are you familiar with the Koala Intelligence Agency? I still like I've heard that. I don't know too much about it. So I got connected with a community manager way back, right after the sellout, never really jumped in, um, was monitoring and pretty much it. Like, you know how discords go. You're in so many of them. You never really check. Recently, I get commu- connected with that community manager again. And I'm just talking. I'm like, hey, how how's, they call it Kia. How's Koala Intelligence Agency Kia doing? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's actually the founder went on Discord, made an announcement today that they are going to, he's going to be deleting the Discord in six hours. If, oh, no, 12 hours. Um, he's deleting in 12 hours if we don't get 1,000 votes to keep this server running. So now everyone's scrambling because the guy basically said, Hey, I'm leaving. Yeah. And he put slow mode on the chat. He put it at two minutes, slow mode, whatever. That's not that bad. Then all of a sudden the votes start coming in and it gets up to like 700 votes. And the founder must've got scared. He put the chat up to six hours, slow mode. So people couldn't even communicate to like band together save this community so the founder was just like then he he had like a hundred of the nfts and he voted no and he's like oh that sets you back on he was doing whatever he could to stop it yeah and um everyone when he made the announcement like just like sketchy stuff yeah and but long story short the community came together and literally saved saved the whole thing so that project is now going to be community owned he ended up transferring everything over and um but that just shows like it was a project that started sold out yep properly um and it just was someone that didn't know how to run a business it's such yep. a big thing in the industry and i'm i'm so happy that people are now doxing themselves where past the day where people are secret and they don't say their names yep and there's some there's some accountability being being held now 
hundred percent. I think it's crazy because everyone during that bull rush was like, okay, we can just get out. A, we can get a project out. We don't. It doesn't matter what it is. You can name it a a seal, a fucking a penguin, or just whatever. Name any animal. Name some. Name. Put a random <laughs> adjective in front of them and then pick an animal out. That's. I'm that's looking it. at. I'm looking out the window right now. A salty seagull. That's a sellout collection right there. A no, year ago. No, like literally a year ago, definitely. And it was like, okay, we just put up ten thousand of them and they sold out. And like again, now I think again the space is just more mature. So now it's like, okay, now these guys are like. Okay, yeah, you, you can't do that. Like, you're not going to be able to get away with that. Again, especially the blockchain. Like, people learning more about the They're like, oh, shit, I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, that yep. might have been something. Like, it, it's just crazy. That That's all crazy, man. And then the whole thing that you just said about the Discord, like, they slowed it down. And I personally, I despise Discord. But that's just crazy that, I don't know. It just, that's just crazy that how he was even able to do that. I didn't even know you could do that on Discord. Yeah, I'm with you with the Discord thing. What is your, like, what? Like, well, now you, you're on Discord, right? Being in the NFT space, correct? I don't use it. I actually deleted the app. <laughs> I, really? Like, okay. Too many, just for me personally, and, like, I just see too many, like, just hacks and links. And, like, I always say, don't ever click links. Don't just always be, of course, super careful. But, like, just with the Discord, it just was not for – I just didn't like it. It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I, I like, a lot of my friends are in Discord. They, like, have video game backgrounds. And I'm not a video game guy. I'll, mm-hmm. like – I'll whip you up on Miss Pac-Man or <laughs> Tycoon, but like a modern day video game, Xbox or something like that. I am the worst. Okay. So I never got into like discord and using that. So when NFTs came to be and I had to learn this new platform, it actually, my, like the fact how like naive I was with this platform, it actually helped in like developing strategy for communities because hmm. there were a lot of people that were in my shoes that didn't understand how Discord worked. Yep. So with that, I was able to pretty much with our Discord team build out like our announcements and the instructions and people using commands and making it super, super easy to understand. Yep. So that it did make that onboarding for new people that aren't used to Discord very easy. And yep. it helped in our overall Discord strategy. That's that's super interesting. I could definitely see like where, because again, some discords are just out of, out of hand, just insane. But I could see definitely some like you could get some feedback and kind of just like understand where the community's at and what they're thinking, just some of the things that they're saying. So I, I definitely see value there. Um, yeah, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. In the beginning, I was using at everyone every single second, <laughs> and then someone was like, "Hey, like Sally Nitri." That my username is <laughs> Sally Nitri. Phonetic spelling my last name. Someone was like, "Hey, Sally," like. Maybe like lay off the um at everyone a little bit. Like, oh, sorry, is that like a thing? Yeah, and then <laughs> I learned a little bit. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm really not the biggest fan. I'm waiting for a new platform to come 100%. out, hundred percent dedicated to the NFT space that is going to pretty much I don't want to say end Discord, but yeah. kind of like take it take it away from the NFT space a little bit. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I I agree right there. So so now now let me ask you. This is kind of like just like a fire question. I just thought about now. Should everybody entering like the Web3 NFT space launch a project? Should everyone entering the like, NFT like, Web3 space launch a project? No. Yep, yep. No, I don't I don't think so at all. 100 percent I, I agree with I, I I agree with that 100 percent I was just curious on you. I just wanted to see what you were gonna say. No, I mean that's like what we're what we were talking about. Like we saw that a year ago. Yep. Everyone that entered, and and don't get me wrong, there's still people like that, that are running, come in and they're new to it. They think they could, Hey, 
I'm doing a free collection. It's going to sell out. Um, I mean, first of all, free collection. We could we could talk about those in a little bit. <laughs> I have my I have some thoughts right there, but that's what we saw. Everyone yep. entering the space wanted to do a project, and the space got flooded with trash, trash, trash. Yep. People were rug pulled. People lost money, and the ones that did flourish, those community members are victims now. Yep. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's it's crazy. It's, it's, you just perfectly laid it out. I don't, I don't even know. It, it's perfect. So, so now, honestly, now I'm curious. So, like, can you tell me more about like Dynamic 3.0 and kind of like the Cap Three Collective? Yeah, for sure. And that it honestly all kind of plays together. I'm talking about doxing, and from the very beginning when we launched Dynamic, that was one of the main things we all talked about. We're like, yeah, we're not doing this whole like non-doxing thing. <laughs> I like from the very beginning, I was like jumping in discords, like putting selfies of myself like going on camera and talking about the project yeah and it, it kind of was like weird for people because they weren't used to that yep. they weren't used to people, like showing their face and saying like this is who i am like this is what my role is like i even joked at one point i was like giving out a fake social security number i'm like <laughs> yeah look me up like take my identity i dare you and like <laughs> Hopefully I didn't give someone's real social out <laughs> and I'm like screwing someone out there in Nebraska or something. But it, um, yeah, like, so dynamic, we launched, um, we launched about a year ago now. Um, we were in the space a little bit before we actually developed the, the company. Um, so I have a buddy that we played actually European team handball together, hmm. um, which is a strange sport here here in America, very popular overseas, but we ended up, we were playing that together. We met and we just started, we had a very similar mindset came to business and worth that worth work ethic and things like that. So we naturally started working together, um, doing marketing stuff, video production, our companies kind of fit hand in hand. And then once this whole web three thing started, he was a web three consultant on Upwork. He just was really into the space, put it out there. At one point, if you typed in um, a Web3 or NFT consulting on Google, he was like the number one option that came up. Uh So, and that was on like all browsers, like private browsers. It wasn't just like our, uh, it was, (laughs) it was like a thing. So that blew up. And then we're like, wow, there's like, this is an industry where people really don't know. And we do have, we are a little bit ahead of the curve here and we have the knowledge. Um, we were very fortunate with our working situations where we had time during the day where we were able to really study and learn this type of stuff and do the proper research that's needed uh-huh. in doing that um, through other work ventures and other colleagues that we've met over the years pretty much saw that, Hey, we all had the same, the same work ethic, the same, driven mentality and we all have the same goal and same knowledge just happened where everything fit and we um to start dynamic 3.0 um obviously it started off in the beginning like i mentioned earlier with the marketing stuff and um then from there it pretty much just just kept rolling kept rolling doing consulting stuff and then Next thing I know, we are we're here launching Cap Three Collective. Hmm. That's interesting. I, I, I'm super excited. Like, so can you share just like a little bit more about Cap Three Collective? Yeah, for sure. So, 
we've been we've been building cap three collective for about a year now um pretty much cap three collective we have the goal of we want to make funding easier for web three creators and web three founders so we pretty much we want to bring that to them so the way it works it is a doubt if you have let's use jared we'll use you as an example let's say you have an idea or you have a project you can submit your idea on the cap three website obviously you have to be going back to the conversation you have to be fully doxed you have to you have a pitch deck, um, what your collection is, pretty much every piece of information that you would need if you're, let's say, going to an investor. Yep. That thing gets shown to the DAO. So the DAO is made up of 9,000 memberships. And back to early in the conversation I described, you, instead of saying NFTs, memberships. So <laughs> that's how we describe them. Uh-huh. The members of the DAO will now vote on whether or not they want to fund your project. Hey, I have this idea for this collection. This is the utility. This is what it's going to do. Um, I am going to do 10,000 NFTs with this price point, and I need $200,000 to successfully launch that project. Mm-hmm. A random number I'm <laughs> yeah. saying, but that's kind of like the average of what based on our research, what you need this day and age to successfully launch a project with marketing, blockchain development, uh, pretty much everything that goes into it. Yep. Obviously, it could be more or less depending on the project. Um, votes. If they, if majority of the DAO members approve, you get that funding and you go ahead and do your project. There's, I mean, a little bit more that goes into it. Like, we're not yep. going to just give you a check for 200 grand. <laughs> it goes pretty much into like an escrow fund and yeah. now the cap three cap three platform provides the oversight and the resources that that are needed to six like so you don't just take the money and run like you have to give your receipts and then you say okay this is the invoice for the marketing company we give the funds for that yep and that's how it works gives a little security for the down members that's super cool i love that so so now shane i got a golden question for you yeah kind of wrap up the show so in your opinion, what does the future of NFTs look like? Kind of a loaded question, but I, I'm just curious, like where you want to go with it. Yeah, I mean, before I go into that, because I do want to answer that, um, I thought you were going to ask a question about Cap3. Let me just say the key thing about Cap3. So if you get funding, you don't give up any equity. And the way the DAO members benefit, they get a guaranteed allow list spot for the DAO-funded project. They get... Um, they get an early access before the public sale and they get a discount there. And then what my favorite thing personally is they get a revenue share from the mint of all the DAO funded projects. Mm. And then for anyone out there doesn't know what a DAO is, it's a decentralized autonomous organization that pretty much the community all votes on all key decisions. So there's really no central controlling authority, I guess, like, like what Facebook would be. Meta yep. is the controlling thing. The community has no say there. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's so we can go to your question now if you want to just ask that again. <laughs> no, so no, so just to wrap that, that last part up. So so it's like not Shane can't like just say like, oh, I don't like this. Okay, we're done. Like it's 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 a whole collective. Everybody basically has to agree on like funding this next project. Yes, exactly. So it doesn't there's nine thousand memberships, and that number 
um, could change. We're still looking at the exact model of what we want that to be, uh-huh. but it needs to be a majority. And there, there might be a minimum vote. Maybe it's, we need to get at least a thousand votes because with DAOs, you don't, you won't get 100% participation, but let's say you need to get at least 25% of the DAO members to vote and it needs to be a majority there. So you just have to have one more vote then says no. And a cool thing actually from the project perspective, if your project does get a no and the DAO doesn't want to fund it, it's not dead yet. It moves on to the next phase where it will, it will get shown to cluster of traditional capital providers that specialize in the Web3 space. Now it's a first come first serve basis where all of these traditional VCs will look at the projects that were knows and they say, oh, I like that one. I want to invest in that. Mm. So if the, the DAO always has first step, yep. if the DAO though happens for whatever reason, they don't like the product and they don't want to approve it, then it goes to the VCs. Interesting. That's super interesting. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, it's so, a cool. It's a cool model. It's some would say similar to a Shark Tank type of feel. <laughs> yeah. Um. It. Yeah, but it's it's a cool project. They're very very utility driven, and we. I mean, I've talked about Doxy and stuff this whole time. Yeah. We have a fully doxed team. Um, we've all been in the space. It's it, it's a good. We have a good dynamic over here, so it's really exciting stuff. That's awesome, and I, I love that. So, so now, again, like talking about the future of NFT chain, like I, I don't want to go too, like I want to, I want this to be like kind of like like zoom all the way back out and kind of just like, wh- where do you see just this whole thing going? Like even like just day to day using digital, uh, just maybe even just digital currency or just NFTs. Like how do you like, wh- where do you see it going? Like wh- wh- where do you see? I mean, the very first day, I think it was one month in when I fully understood. Nah, well, one month from figuring out, learning about NFTs, when I finally realized, and this is what I said, and I kind of think it's still the future. I think deeds to cars, mm. titles to houses, yep. that's the future. I think we're going to get away from this art, the art stuff completely. I think there's going to be a point where we are just, the NFTs are just the technology behind it. And it's going to be the serial numbers. And I mean, the actual fine art stuff will always be there, but like these profile picture collections, things like that, eventually that will just be gone completely. And it will just be maybe digital cards. It's going to be membership programs. Yep. Digital membership programs that can be verified on the blockchain. And so do you see Board API Club going to zero? Um, This is. A little setting me up for failure here, <laughs> um, but I'll give my honest answer. Yeah, and I mean, I'm a, I'm on the internet saying it. I don't think we'll ever go to a zero, but if I was a board ape holder, I I I think we're approaching. We've hit the peak already. Let's just say that. Mm, okay, interesting. And, and I'm curious, like, what about CryptoPunks? They're like a, just like an OG collectible. I mean, I know they had the thing with um Tiffany. That yep. came out where if you owned one, you could. So, okay. So this is like an interesting thing. If you own a CryptoPunk, you can get this pendant for $50,000. Yep. But and like, I've heard people say like, oh, you're a board Ape owner. You're a CryptoPunk owner. You're rich. How many of these board Ape owners and CryptoPunk owners are just like still living in their parents' basement? <laughs> because like, <laughs> that's, lucky that's, and just minted something. 
that's that's super true. I would definitely, I would, I would definitely agree with. That. I wouldn't say not because we obviously not every single one. Some of them. Were, oh, definitely not everyone. But, but like, like, I agree with you a hundred percent because some again, like, I I could have just had the opportunity just to mint one, and I'd still be doing the exact same thing. Now I just own this JPEG that's worth X amount, and now you know what I'm saying. It doesn't mean that I'm rich now, right? It doesn't like it's, yeah. It's it's crazy. So I, I understand exactly what you're saying. You get to the point where it's like, when do I pull the trigger on this? Yep. Like, when do I, like if. I remember hearing a story of someone that like they were just living in like a modest apartment and they just had one board eight, but they were kind of scared to sell it. But I'm sure if you're in that situation, you're, you're not going to make it up to the peak. I know a lot of people that have board apes and they, they folded at like $15,000. Making it that high is impressive yep. Yep. because no one could, have, it was the first collection to really skyrocket like that. 100%. No one could have guessed what it would have been or else we all would have been millionaires. So <laughs> no, that's, that, that's super true, man. It, it, that's, it's just all crazy. Uh, so, so Shane, if anybody wants to reach out or when, where can they find you at? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, on Twitter. Twitter is where I'm more active. Um, at Sally Nitri, S A L L Y K N E E. Um, but if you want to hear a little vault leadership stuff and really, Hear my opinions getting thrown around the space. I would say follow me on LinkedIn. Um, my LinkedIn page is just Shane Salony Tree, but I'm pretty active on all social handles. For the dynamic, we're active there as well. On um, Twitter, Dynamic 3.0, Dynamic 3 NFT. It's at Dynamic 3 NFT. And then, of course, at Cap 3 Collective. We're active on all social platforms. We um we go live every single day with Cap Three from our studio, every single day at five p.m. EST. We're live. We do like a fifteen to twenty minute show, going over the headlines for the day and just talking about what's happened in the world of Web Three. Hmm. We have a, a lot of content on our on our YouTube Dynamic Three and um yeah, just hit us with a follow on Twitter. And, cool. I was gonna um, say connect yeah. with us. I'll have I'll have all the uh, links in the show notes so they can they can check it out and click on. Click oh, you on don't think they thing. were just with their note in, their <laughs> notepad just writing all that down? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but so, yeah, so we'll we'll have all the the links and everything if they didn't catch that. Uh, but but no, man, Shane. Again, I really appreciate you for coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, Jared. This is a lot of fun. Alrighty, and that is the end of today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. Again, these are my favorite type of episodes to make. I wouldn't do it if I just didn't wasn't having fun. I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Like, these are fun, right? Super informative, too. Like, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn something for sure. But again, just fun. Like, you have to have fun with it. Um, so again, this is definitely one of my favorite episodes I've recorded. I say that about every episode, but I mean, it's just the absolute truth. Like, right? I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, that's just the truth of it. I, I love what I put out. Like, again, it it's fun. So again... If you didn't have your pen and paper out while Shane was <laughs> talking about all his handles, I will. I got you. Don't worry. I got you. I'll have all the links in the show notes below. And again, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Future of NFT. If you want to follow me on Twitter, it's T H E E J A R R O D. And if you want to leave a voice message, the link is in the show notes. Alternatively, my email is, it might be above or below. You'll find it. Um, so again, if you want to reach out, just even saying what's up, right? Like I say, I say what's up to everybody, right? Like, again, let me know what you're working on. Let me know what you're excited about. 
I'm here for it all. Again, I hope everyone is enjoying their week. And I will see you on the next one. Peace.